Who's this belong to? You don't have to run around and ask, Pastor, where's your cup? Because if they got it, they got my name on it, and they got it, it, it's my color. And I'm so glad that they wrote this one. I love this. Because sometimes you just need to look at something to get what you need. And it says, be strong, be brave, be fearless, and you are never alone. Now, I don't know what version that is, but it says Joshua 1 9. But every now and then, a different version gives you different perspectives. And sometimes, just, just being in this office, I need to be brave. Fearless. But the main thing is, I know I'm not alone. And I think the last part is more important than the other part. And I just want to thank you, choir, because it's my cup. And I don't have to even share it with the first lady. Doing on the way. She, well, she get her own cut. <laughs> but today, today, I guess they don't have it ready. Yeah, but they missed the main thing. Today, I want to talk to you about why every Christian should tithe. But I also want to talk to you about something that's the truth. That you are rock. And you keep looking at me like, how can I be a rock? Well, God is telling us all the time that we steady robbing God. Of the things that is of God. And one of the things that I'm grateful for, since I got all these beautiful younger folk, the reason why we talk about tithing and money and stuff is how many of you know that it's centered around your blessing? Now, I want you to understand something. You are not under punishment if you don't tithe. But you are under a curse. Well, what's the difference? Well, punishment is usually eternal. You know, you're going to be there a long time. But when you're under a curse, the curse can be broken at any time. So God doesn't punish you for not tithing. God just puts you under a curse for not tithing. And the thing about tithing is, many of us today live in an optional world. Because the number one thing that makes it optional is your view 
on what the Bible says. If you believe what the Bible says, then it doesn't become optional. But if you don't believe what the Bible says, then it becomes optional. The problem with America today and our religious slash Christian walk, we done made everything in the Bible optional. Which is good. Because you have an option to follow God or not follow God. And you think that if you're on the fence, that you're following God. But if you look warm, God says you're not following me. And the biggest thing about God is understanding that God is an absolute God. Either you are or you ain't. Either you with me or you're not. And the problem today is, and I want to bless younger folk because I know you need to hear this, and you don't have to go through all the mess we done been through. But that's why we got grace. Somebody ought to shout. See, if you don't know nothing about grace, you don't know what to shout about. But in the book of Malachi, the reason why God, believe it or not, God is showing his grace to his people. Because when you try to be obedient to God, what makes you wonder and become almost to the point of following others is because God in his infamous wisdom seemed to bless those that don't follow him more than he blessed the folk that's following him. We look at it like now these folks is getting away with murder. And they seem to be having a wonderful time and God's not doing nothing to them. And every time I do something and try to follow God and I get out of line, God seems to do something to me. Well, y'all just hold on. Because the more you can follow God, God is not an instant God. You know, you don't just stick him in the coffee pot and get caught. God takes his time. Because he wants to see, can you handle the long run? See, God don't want sprinters. They pass out. He got to do CPR and get them going again. God said, can I do it? Are you a distant runner? Because the longer you can run with me, the better it's going to get. But we're in a distant, we're in a short run community now. We're in a short run world now. We want everything right now. And if it don't happen right now, we give up on everything. And unfortunately, I'm so glad I got all these looking young looking folks. They, they might be, they're glad they look young. They might be 60 and still look young. Everybody determined to look young. 
I don't know why the Bible say that gray is wisdom, but we want to look young. I don't know what you want to look good for. Because all I want to do is just keep on going. I don't even care how I look. As long as I get where I'm supposed to be. But all of you that want to look young, ain't nothing wrong with it. That's what grace is all about. Y'all keep, keep Mary Kay and them in business. Oh, I didn't know that was a story. I'm sorry. Mary Kay. Mary Kay. Oh, wait a minute. Mary Kay, too. No, not before you. Mary Kay, Mary Kay, all of them but let me get back to where I belong. Uh, see, see, wait a minute. Look, I, I want you to have it. See, there's a method to my madness. Because deep down, sometimes I get up here and I be hot. I be mad. So I have to lead into the Holy Spirit to get me right. Because I ain't mad at y'all, but then, so I don't want you to think I'm mad at y'all. But I do got one thing to say. You know what? I got no members in this band and I got the church. <laughs> I'm starting to realize that. Every time I look out, the band growing. Out there. And I keep looking over there, going, I need to tell them to put this door out there. Well, I don't know if that's a blessing. Oh, I guess so. I remember it was just one person over there. <laughs> See what tithing does? <laughs> Into the storehouse 
so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this way, says the Lord of hosts. If, see if, somebody ought to shout, see if. See, I love when God put forth a challenge. See if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing for you out of your measure. I will rebuke. See, y'all don't even know what's eating you up. You don't even know what's going on with you. I will rebuke the devourer. He's not just eating up your money. He's working on your mind and your soul. For so you that you will not ruin the produce, the produce of your land and the vines of your field. And it will not fail to produce fruit, says the Lord of hosts. You may be seated. Why should every Christian tithe? Many things today is under dispute. Many of you go and join other churches thinking they are more freer so that you don't have to live under so-called constraints. You go join them until they reveal who they really are. And no church under Jesus should not live under the biblical principles of God. Tithing is a problem with folk. One of the things that makes it a problem is, do I get what I want or do I do what I'm supposed to do? Even in our walk today, the church is having a problem with people tithing. See, if we had options, God would not tell us exactly what to do. See, it's not one of these debatable things. Does the preacher wear a robe? Should he, we have Friday night or Wednesday night Bible study? Should the carpet in the church be blue or red? Are the laymen not doing their responsibility when they're supposed to be praying in public? Yes, sir. Are we supposed to sit, kneel, or lay down when we pray? Yes. See, those things are indifferent uh -huh. to what needs to be done. Yes, sir. But tithing does not fall under those type of categories. Uh -huh. The thing about the tithe is if you know anything about Jewish religion, uh -huh. they never had to worry about talking about the tithe. Yes, because the tithe was instilled in them from birth. Right. They learned how to do it all of their life. Yes, See, that's why when Jesus was came on the scene, uh -huh. and he did one of those great war, war, woe unto you to the Sadducees, and the Pharisee. Yes, because they were being a hypocrite uh -huh. with the tithe of what God had said to do. Yes, Many of us who are today learning the Christian life, uh 
Uh -huh. One of the things that we don't know or haven't really been instilled to do is because we didn't grow up learning some of the blessings of God. Most of us now, especially I got all these young folks, <laughs> that bought into the theory of get what you want, when you want it, and how you want it. Never understanding that there's going to be a price that you got to pay. So you leave church to church, never committing to church. Why don't you commit to church? Well, if I commit to the church, then they don't talk about time. But if I'm just out there going from church to church and show up at Miss Paul every third Sunday, I don't have to worry about having that responsibility. But see, the thing about this is, if you are a true believer of God, if you are trying to do what God wants you to do, then you need to understand that this is not an option of what you're supposed to do. See, the reason why the church is having problems today is because the people of God don't want to do what the church need them to do. See, in the Old Testament, you didn't hear about them having money problems until they went into exile. And when they came back out of Egypt, they brought Egypt thoughts with them. When they was in captivity for 70 years, that generation died. And they didn't teach the next generation what to do. So when you get to the book of Malachi, Malachi got issued. Well, Lord, we didn't go to Egypt. We stayed in Jerusalem. We taught our kids what to do. Why when these folks coming back from Egypt, they bringing all of Egypt with them. But yet they are not doing what you done told them to do. Well, I got Dick Malachi got a problem. He said, why do we have to obey you and they don't have to obey you? And many of us as Christians, we keep looking at the world and watch how blessed they are and say, well, if they don't have to go to church, if they don't have to tithe, if they get to do what they want to do, and some of them say that they know you, well, why am I sitting at Mitzvah giving up my little 10% trying to make it every day? And they don't have to do what you done said do. But see, what you don't understand, that you got to understand about God, sometimes he brought them to try to get their attention. But one day, one day, the day of reckoning is going to come, and I want to be on this side with God. But God said, thank you for him keeping my church going, because you have done what I done told you to do. And he might say to that other one that you were sitting over there looking at, he may say, get away from me, because I owe somebody else. Law or not, it's whether it's biblical or not. 
It's not whether do I have to do it. I want to do it because I love you. God says the same thing that I did for you when I put my son on the cross. He loved you so much that he gave it all for you. Can you give just a little bit of what I gave to you? And so that my church can do what it's supposed to do. Well, Pastor, I understand that you got all these issues and want to preach about my money. Because you missed the message. It wasn't your money in the first place. But the Bible tells us that Jesus was a tithe. Now you don't see it because you don't understand it. Judas wouldn't have been stealing the money if he didn't have nothing. Jesus gave. And he gave it to where he was supposed to give it to. That's why when Paul the New Testament don't really emphasize the time. Because it doesn't emphasize it because it's already presumed that the people of the, of, that, that Paul was saving, which was Jews, already knew what to do. There's a lot of things that the Bible didn't have to address because it was in their culture to do what needed to be done. There's a lot of things in our culture and in our churches today that they, instead of worrying about how many people is in the church, they need to get back to the biblical principles of doing what God done said to do. That way that God can make the church the light of the world. And they look and say, how in the world is Miss Paul Baptist Church still going on when God... See, Paul didn't preach that much about hell. He didn't have to. He preached it enough to know it existed. Today, we don't even preach about it. Because we think everybody that's walking this earth ain't going to hell. And if you're in the church that do preach about it, you know there's only 10 people in the church. Because why talk about hell? We're supposed to be feeling good. The same attitude is toward the time. Yes, sir. Well, Pastor, why are you sitting over here talking about giving to the church when we already got, we struggling hard enough? Why are you talking about doing this and that when I've got to go through my issues? Why are you talking about doing more for God when I got so many problems in my life? Well, that's why you got the scripture. You got a curse on your life. See, when you don't understand that you got a curse, then you got all these problems in your life. And every time you get more problems, it's because you're not trying to do what God wants you to do. And if you are a Bible-believing Christian, then you better also understand that what's going on in my life ain't because of what things are just happening. I got a God that's trying to get my attention so that I can get back right in his way and in his precept. Because notice he said, you have left my statue. Oh, 
trying to do it your way. So he said, if you sow sparingly, you shall reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. Because God is able to make all grace all grace. Now let me help you translate that. All grace. I want all grace in every area of my life. Don't just give me part I don't want it just in my money. I just don't want it just in. I want it in every area of my life. Let grace abound. Let where sin abound. Grace superabound. significant things yes. to abound in every good work. You want to get a text? God loves testing us. Because God loves to show you yourself. He's always on me. Sister William and him always say, Pastor, you always giving up your money. That ain't like I want to. I look at my wallet and I say, they got my lunch money. <laughs> somebody needs some gas. Okay. Or hey, come somebody need this. Okay. And I just be looking at the Lord. Lord, you know I was going to eat some McDonald's this day. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't had none in two weeks. Your prize is yelling at me. <laughs> but I guess they needed a little more than me. So why should the Christian type? The first thing is, you should tithe for the work God wants to do on earth. Right. One of the dangers of being in a church like this is this church don't know how to look beyond themselves. All right. All right. I'm not putting you down, I'm just telling you the truth. Right. Because we're not mission-minded. Right. We're not evangelistic thinking. All we care about is do we survive this little cubbyhole that we have? And see, we don't want to bring the tithe to the storehouse so that there would be meat in God's house. See, most of see, the thing is, the storehouse is supposed to have abundance. The reason why we, we, we have a little struggle, and let's just say, please get mad. We struggle when somebody come off the street and we got to give them food and things to get them back on their feet. We struggle when we got to be able to, say, have a collection so that this family can make it through the next day. We struggle when we got to write a check for $50 so that they can try to get back on their feet. Because we look at our checkbooks. We look at the bank account of the church. All right. Well, Pastor, we can't afford to do stuff like this. What well, the Bible said. The Bible said. Pastor Richardson didn't say it. The Bible said. When did I feed you? 
Another thing why a Christian should tithe is because when you become a member of a church, whether you know this or not, you're going to know it today. When you become a member of a church, you are responsible to help that church. Not just in money, but in time, in talent, and in gifts. You've got to be at 10% of all of you to, when you join that church. How many of us are still robbing God? You may not rob him in your time. You may be robbing him in your time. You may be robbing him in your time. You may be robbing him in your gifts. Are you giving back? All that God has gave you, can you give me 10% of your time so that you can have 80% to do what you want to do? Can you give me 10% of your time so that you can take the last percent and do what you want to do? Can you give me 10% of the spiritual gift that I have gave you so you can take the last percent and do what you want to do? Can you give me 10% Don't want to hear. You're supposed to take care of a man. 
He got mad at Cain when Cain from the leftovers. That's the same thing we doing in the church today. You don't bring God your best. You keep giving him your leftovers. And Cain walked away after he killed Abel. He got a curse on his life. God didn't kill him. He just cursed him. Jesus didn't kill the people. He just whooped them and put a curse on them. And today, you doing the exact same thing. Quit giving me your leftovers and give me what I deserve. When you got a time in church, you don't have to have fresh fries. When you got a tithe in church, you have a garage sale because you want something. When you got a tithe in church, you can budget the church and the people know where their money is going. When you got a tithe in church, you don't have to worry about the excess because God will take care of it. When you become a tithe church, then let me not miss more hearing. This sermon ain't by accident because God has been the challenger. And they're doing stuff that you may not even agree with. God has been to move this church in another direction. He's been to rise it up. But the thing about the people is, you don't want to give to it because you may not believe it. Or you may not want to. But God is saying, if you do it, I'm going to bless you. Because you're doing what I need you to do. The problem with I see is not what you think. It's what he's saying. Israel didn't agree. That's why in Malachi he said they done brought all this stuff out of Egypt. And they're not doing what I had called them to do. God is ready to rise us up. We're going to go to some new places and do some new things. About where the money don't come from. I'm not worried about who God going to use. But one thing I can say if you trust it, you can't do it for a short time. God is not a sprinter, God is a God of legacy. God is saying to us, I'm going to leave a legacy. For the next generation. See, we don't understand that the church has longevity. And it's not designed for here and now. It's designed to exist till Jesus comes back. And God said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So my people today. I need you to answer this question. Are you ready to do what God doesn't say and do? Because whether you believe it or not, God always, somebody say always. Always. God always give a promise and he give consequences. One promise with no consequences. Because
Well, can we go to this house right quick? Soon as we walked in, we knew that was the place. And then she said, don't you want to go look at us? I said, no, this is it. Start the paperwork. I don't know how we was going to do it. The house got approved. I'm looking at our bank account. And I'm looking at my job. And I said, Lord, I don't know. You know, there ain't no use of lying. Let's be real. Lord, I know worrying is a secret. So I'm trying not to worry. But you know I'm worried. I don't even know how we're going to pay for this. Three months later, God brings a new job. That is more than enough.
from God. 